She came over, holding an electronic key, its chain wrapped around her fist. She swiped it over his harness, and it clicked unlocked. Drake didn't get up. I'm not going anywhere. King's balls, do you have to be so difficult? He hooked a thumb at the viewscreen, showing their surroundings. The three Navy ships had their cannon exposed now, and even Dreadnought had turned a pair of deck and belly guns at them, although he knew these would not be loaded with live ordnance. Ajax was pulling slowly away from the opposing ships, but the other vessels, minus Dreadnought, were beginning to give chase. "'You will get us all killed,' he said, "'and my ship blown to pieces.' "'Hardly. We caught them by surprise. They'll need time to get those guns up, and they know it, too.' She grinned. You should hear the threats coming over the comlink. Tolvern grabbed for him, as if to help him up, but he pulled back. Some of the other prisoners were hollering for her to unlock them, too. Others begged her to surrender and leave them be. They wanted no part of this. Get up, Captain, she said. For God's sake! Drake was still staring at the viewscreen and saw the flash of light. It didn't come from any of the ships, but the orbital fortress servicing Dreadnought. There she goes, he said, not surprised in the slightest. Brace yourselves. Ajax rocked. An explosion boomed through the ship, coming from what sounded like the aft shields. It knocked him out of his seat before Antigrav could stabilize them. When he got up, Tolvern was shouting, pushing her way back up the hallway. Men poured into the pod from the corridor, dragging prisoners who had their hands cuffed. Dwight Barker, Drake's chief gunner, was among the mutineers. "'You,' Drake said. "'I thought you would know better than this.' "'Don't just sit there gaping,' Barker said. "'I'm not gaping. I'm wondering when this farce will end.' "'Get him out of there!' Tolvern called from the corridor. Barker grabbed him, and this time he didn't resist. His best bet was to get to the bridge and take command.' Once he did, he could order his crew to stand down so he could surrender as bloodlessly as possible. Do that quickly enough, and he might be able to plead mercy for his crew. Even an aborted mutiny would bring down the wrath of the Admiralty. Best case was that Tolvern's little stunt would earn her her own multi-year stint in the mines. Probably Barker and the others as well. Better than a hanging, he supposed, but completely avoidable. He pushed through the handcuffed prisoners in the hall. One of them was Captain Rutherford, wearing his bathrobe, of all things, his hair wet, as if he'd been dragged from the shower. The man looked livid as Tolvern pushed him along. Rutherford and Drake had fought side by side several times in the war. They'd scattered a larger enemy force, won a victory that was sure to earn them both a hero's parade down the streets of Yorktown, from Kingdom Tower to the Royal Palace. That was before the frame-up. Mutiny, Rutherford said, glaring as they pushed him past Drake in the narrow hall. Are you an idiot? I swear I know nothing about this, Drake said. But I'll put an end to it, mark my words. You had better, Malthorn will blow us all to kingdom come. Not you, Tolvern said. You're going home. Rutherford wheeled on her, looked like he would have struck her if his hands hadn't been cuffed behind his back. Curse you, Tolvan! If this is your doing, I'll see you hanged! He started to spit something else, but they shoved him and the other prisoners into the pod. It was going to be crowded in there, 
unless Tolvern had been stupid enough to order the existing prisoners released. Lights were flashing in the hall, together with the siren calling all hands. Didn't seem to be many hands available. Another shod rocked the ship, closer this time. The smell of burning plastic filled the air, and a red light flashed at an entrance to their right, indicating their airlocks had sealed off part of the ship in that direction. Barker caught up with them in the hall, and Drake turned to him. If you're here, then who is at the guns? Nobody. We're short-handed, as you can figure. Short-handed and short of brains. A wry smile from the gunner. You might say so, yes. Barker was an older man, thick about the middle, and with a walrus mustache. Almost sixty years old, and though his skills were not what they had been ten or even five years earlier, he'd once been one of the best gunners in the fleet, and had a long way to slip before he was merely average.